Hey everybody, it's Dave. Just popping in before we start the episode to let you guys know that Corey and I are indeed aware of the Downton Abbey movie, but we recorded this episode before the announcement came out. So unfortunately, we don't talk about it this week, but we know about it and we're certainly going to talk about it next week. So enjoy the episode and don't you fret, there's going to be plenty of Downton Abbey movie talk over the next several months. I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Previously on Downton Abbey, Mary ditched Richard Carlyle for Cousin Matthew, and he proposed to her. That's really honestly the most important thing that you need to know for leaving Season 2 and entering Season 3. Also, Mr. Bass is in jail. So, there's that. We'll talk about all of it here on the Lords of Grantham podcast. With season three. Yeah. I, also, back is my cold. It's not gone yet. It's the summertime, man. You should get that checked out. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm surprised we're on season three already. This, this feels like we're blazing through things. I know. Uh, a little too fast. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks to everybody for listening last week. Thanks and congratulations to Estelle for all of her... Support and... Yeah, all of the yeah. love. Yeah. Um, I'm back to drinking coffee this week. Probably not a great idea when I have a cold, but yeah. I'm back to drinking water. Uh, it, it keeps me going. Sorry. That's what we do. I'll do I'll do tea again sometime soon. Yeah, right? maybe we'll get that one down tea that we didn't have. Right. Yeah, and then we'll get some wine too, you know, if we have a loose episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get drunk. A lot of people like like drunk people doing things. Yeah, you know, if we can get Giamatti on the episode, you know, of Sideways fame, if we can get him drinking with us... I think we made it. But don't talk about Sideways at all. Just talk about his one Downton episode. Oh, yeah. That would be, I mean, that would be the thing. We just happen to be drinking wine. Speaking of uh, more relevant celebrities than everybody on Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. season three begins. Oh, yeah. And there's a, there's a, uh, a missing person. There's no Linny. No Linny? Do we remove Linny? I, like, well, it's one of those things. I know when season three came out, I think it was on the cover of entertainment weekly it was in pop culture after season two like people had started catching up in season one and season two they're fully into it people were excited about season three premiering that was i jumped in during on season three yeah that's that's where it was out there in the universe uh so i guess they just realized they didn't need lenny anymore to help hype up the show but i don't think lenny i think it's pbs you think yeah it's just a little tag so was Lenny on other programs and stuff? Yeah, because there's other programs in that intro. So the, like Lenny's contract run out or something? I don't know. Or PBS was short on money, so they didn't want to pay Lenny? Huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. We'll keep Lenny for a little bit at least. Yeah. Until the lawyers come knocking. Yeah, because uh, it really it really adds a little something extra at the beginning. Yeah, so let's uh, jump in right in. Yeah. There was a wedding in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of prep going on for Mary and Matthew, finally. Uh, do we know what year it is or uh, when it's taking place? It is 420. April, April 1920. Okay. <laughs> uh, the greatest month of all time, for according some, to some, some people. Not us. Yeah, we don't really predict that much with that stuff. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, Sybil's still pregnant, so that's how I knew, like, this can't three, be... Three to four months. Yeah, it can't be that far ahead. Well, it says spring. I just equated 420 because I thought it would be funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, March, wedding. April. Wedding. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're prepping. Uh, the one thing I noticed, uh, you know, as much as this is just four months or five months after the last episode, Matthew looks a little paunchy. You thought so? I thought he, he, he looked like... I, I know he's talked about this, Dan Stevens, but, you know, he drank fair amount of beer when he was on Down Abbey and it was like damn man yeah he, he's been putting it back like you know since he got engaged to Mary it's the classic don't need to impress her anymore yeah got, got her locked down so now I can just kind of let it go a little bit I didn't notice that I don't know I'm way too obsessed with these things so I'm very well, he vain. is like lean now yeah he's a skinny man now uh, so I guess you know back then he was just living high off of like I got married and I'm just gonna drink some black and tans black and tans yeah cause he's got a buddy in Branson Oh yeah, well we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, they're re- having their rehearsal, and they have what is it a, a cardinal or something, a uh, some higher ranking uh, religious official, and not just the town priest because this guy's getting a little frustrated with the town mm-hmm. father, whatever his name is. I didn't write that down because I don't it's, know. It's so minor. Either yeah. way, they call in a favor and get a higher ranking figure in the church to, yeah. and the town is like getting decked out for this wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all about it. Everyone, everyone's talking. Even like they're even buzzing about Branson showing up and stuff as a married man to a Sybil. Uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, you don't realize, you don't get to see how much of an impact Downton has on the town nearby and everything. Uh, but I feel like we're starting to get a sense of that, like how big it is. Just yeah, in, this episode, in a lot of ways, handles that. Yeah, it pulls out the scope a little bit, of, like Downton's meaning. Speaking of Downton's meaning. Mm-hmm. Mrs. O'Brien has a new haircut. I didn't notice that. Her bangs are like little curls in the front. I mean, I thought she looked really nice this episode. I wasn't paying attention. See? I mean, good for O'Brien. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess I was just more focused on Matthew and his appearance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you take the 25-year-old man's mm-hmm. waistline. I'll look at the 50-year-old woman's. It's not the waistline so much around his face. like His the jowls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where it shows. Um, so there's a lot of talk between Matthew and Mary about where they're going to live after Downton. Yeah. They were, ta- they were talking about, was it living in London? Mm-hmm. And uh, changing their lifestyle to kind of just be less of this whole rich and famous or whatever and just be more of like you know city people uh but mary wants to stay at Dowen, right yeah 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 and i mean i get it she's lived there her whole life she gets you know waited upon it's pretty nice but really though yeah do you want to live with your parents when you're married if you lived in a big mansion maybe yeah <clears throat> yeah I, I mean you'd get some space to yourself but like i think matthew even says it like Oh, how about when I'm carrying you up the stairs and you ain't wearing clothes? There's a lot of weird yeah. innuendo in this episode. Now, that wasn't really innuendo. Yeah, no, so much not as innuendo, like, just was... outright discussion of the oh, their Ma- Matthew, post-married life. Matthew's excited. There's like yeah. a few scenes where his eyes are like bulging out of his head like, I'm marrying Mary. Mary. like, <laughs> finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can get married properly. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that'd be weird I, for me, at least, living with the parents and being married. I, I couldn't, even in a mansion. I mean, it'd have to be a bigger mansion than Downton, I think. I mean, I know they make it bigger on the show, but I, again, reality now of like, uh, it's... Just, what you know is, is is an exterior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the sun, you, you're someone who lives close to the 
famous Tom's Diner, which is from Seinfeld. That's true. I do. And you never go in there and say like in Seinfeld, it's a lot. I, I know. <laughs> I should stop. I should stop comparing it to that. I just. I, I just am siding with Matthew on this. Don't you don't want to live there? Yeah, I mean, Crawley House doesn't seem too far removed, and nor does it seem too modest. Yeah. Also, London's got stuff going on. It's fun. It's yeah. cool. Well, I mean, they want to live. Mary wants to stay in the country, right? Uh, but with uh, that whole move, that means there, there's adjustments going on. Uh, Mosley asks, "So you'll live at the big house?" And then he kind of gets let let down uh, gently from. Um, by Matthew that like, oh no, I won't be needing your services or anything. But mother will. You're indispensable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Essential is the word that he uses. Yeah, and, and, and it's so funny how Mosley just tries to hype himself up like I am essential to them or whatever. Like they need. But he me. really wants. Like he's got a, a a bond with Matthew. Yeah, he wants to be his footman. Like that's like a very honorable. So like of course he wants to rise up through the ranks that way. Um. We'll see if uh, what happens for Mosley. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's got something. He he has a, He's not losing his job at least as of now, according to the narrative. Yeah, he's essential to Isabel. Yes, and that's uh you know that's something. That's something. Mrs. Yeah. Bird and Mosley are they the only two that work there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we see when they're like, was it when uh, Matthew the, and Isabel aren't there? They're the just, soup kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's so funny though because we let's just move from this to briefly touch upon a, a, a very small story. Uh. Who is it? Hughes? No, no, no. <sighs> O'Brien has a new person or has a cousin. She wants to introduce nephew him. or cousin or something. Yeah, she, Alfred. Yeah, he's looking for a job. He worked at a hotel, uh, and they are just in need of a footman because they haven't replaced Bates yet. So they bring him in there. Or is it Bates or is it Thomas? I think he's going. Thomas has taken Bates' plate. Or oh, Tom, right. Yeah, Thomas has taken Bates' right. spot, and they need someone to watch for Branson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, they need someone to. Take Thomas's old position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Lang is has yet to be replaced. Yeah. So whereas Mosley is paid his dues and he's ready to move up, they want to slingshot this kid from some hotel. They want to slingshot well, him. O'Brien wants. O'Brien to slingshot wants him. to. And Carson's very hesitant about it. And like, there's something very weird in the scene where they're having dinner and his serving is not up to par. I, I didn't quite understand what was going Alfred on. Alfred or Carson? Uh, Alfred. Like, because they say like lower the plate and like I don't know, just doled out differently. It was. It was because they said like this is not a hotel or whatever the way you're yeah, serving. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I didn't notice that. What was so different? This about This episode him. is strong on breaking tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is certainly a part of it. Yeah. Mr. Carson refers to uh, the the hiring of a per, an inexperienced person. He says they're young hobbledehoys. <laughs> I have no idea what that the means. Young hobbledehoys. But I mean, it's very uh, derogatory. Yeah. Um, but then O'Brien ignores Carson's dismissal, mm-hmm. goes right to Cora. Yeah, yeah. Cora approves of it. Yeah. Carson. This woman, man. Yeah. She is scheming still. It's so funny that she's got that tight bond with Cora, even though she like doesn't seem like a pleasant person. But you know, and that she what she did. Yeah, and, and that thing too. Yeah. Um, it's funny, but the the thing is, when this guy shows up, everyone keeps commenting on how tall he is, like. This it's is a very a, vain business service. Yeah, yeah. This you a, have to be a certain height, right? And, and but it's funny. Dow, the Dowager says, "I thought he was walking on stilts or whatever." Like, <laughs> well, you think when they hired Branson, they kept saying like, "Oh, he's a revolutionary," because they found out one thing about his personality that didn't like <laughs> jive with the rest of them. What would be your one thing, Dave? That they talk about you? I don't know. A redhead. Well, Alfred's a redhead. Yeah. Ethel was a redhead. That's Gwen true. is a redhead. They don't talk about that. 
Yeah, people come from Ireland. Oh, who is this guy who's sick all the time? That's what they would <laughs> yeah. say about you. He has a summer cold for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, O'Brien goes to Thomas to ask to help with Alfred to like teach him some things, and then then Thomas says, "You can't just slingshot him into this position that I've worked to be in, or whatever." Like, yeah. with helping Branson. Stuff. I, I had a. a- a question, and I, I was going to save this until we got to the end of the podcast, but I think if we're talking about this piece mm-hmm. of the story, yeah, I was thinking, like, Thomas and O'Brien, in season one especially, are, are positioned as, like, this this duo of, of mm-hmm. meddling people that are not necessarily positive characters. Yeah. Then over the course of season two, they're sort of individually fleshed out, but mm-hmm. neither of them are truly redeemed from being scum. Yeah. And I think with this, we're supposed to like side with O'Brien, right? But I had I'm thinking in my head like, why do I want to side with O'Brien? You're you killed a baby, yeah. Like yeah. Tommy, I mean, you can't come back from that. Barrow is not a great guy, but it's sort of like everything that he says is within reason, right? He just hates his position where he's in. He's trying to better himself, and he doesn't want to give some kid that worked at a hotel mm-hmm. who's on like a trial run of this yeah. position like all the tools to to leapfrog. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense to me, and I, I was like really annoyed at the way that the narrative tried to spin it. Like, hey, O'Brien's doing the good thing for for Alfred. It's like right. O'Brien, O'Brien has done a lot of bad things in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Thomas too. Like, we, if these two are at odds, I don't, I don't care. I'm on Tom. I'm on. I rather I'm not on Thomas's side. I don't care about either. They're both bad people. Yeah, I feel for Alfred being caught in the middle of this and not like getting any any help or anything. But yeah, O'Brien should know better. Um but yeah like why would you go to your best friend who you know is evil yeah and try to get somebody to do something that's uh not i do to, to, to something kind i do like the schism between the, the 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 growing divide between them to them too because like it just shows like the changing of the times like as much as they got together or got along back in the day you know they're just different people at this point six yeah. years later and it seems like thomas is actually interested in furthering his career rather than like trashing the higher class which he did so famously last season. Oh, it's funny at the beginning of the episode, you know, we left the Christmas special with um with with Carson and Thomas like kind of getting along, but we're already back to like doesn't seem like Carson and Thomas get along here in season 3. Thomas sits right next to him at the the table though. He does. He does. But it's like they they kind of like reset to like well, they're not like the best of friends or whatever. Like, I think there's a sort of mutual respect and necessity there. Yeah. But I mean, it was it Thomas talks ill about Bates and the, and Carson corrects him like in this house he is a wronged man he's not a criminal which is I guess to be fair from Thomas's perspective he is right he is a criminal he is a convicted murderer <laughs> he is a convicted murderer um, do we want to talk about that convicted nah, murderer or is there more let's to... go back to the Matthew Mary thing because we kind of went off on a, a, a side path okay here. well this is I mean that is kind of the major plot so I figured we would get back to it yeah 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 so there's that whole stuff with will Mosley where will he end up where will Mary and Matthew end up because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot riding on Mary and Matthew right now um, in terms of the fortune that Matthew may inherit from uh, a Reggie Swire yeah I did not know there was many British people back then named Reggie. Well, is it Reginald? Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> that would explain a lot. So Reggie Swire, uh, he passed away, uh, Lavinia Swire's father. He had three people in his will to give money to. and w- Matthew was number three. Yeah, Matthew was number three. One of them died in the, the flu, from the Spanish flu. And, and the other is Pincushion. Mr. Polberg. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Mary keeps calling him funny, like, pig boy or something. She calls him weird names throughout the episode. Yeah, like, almost... She- dismissively right because she just can't be bothered to remember his name 
Um, but Mr. Pil- Pulbrook has disappeared to his tea plantation in India. Oh, wow, tea. As one is to do, you know. Uh, I, I need some more tea. Um, strange that that wasn't part of our tea collection last week. Yeah, the Pilbrook or Indian <laughs> blend. Yeah, no Indian blends. Um, it's it's funny, though. Like, So Matthew has guilt about receiving this money from this Mr. Swire. It reminded me so much of Daisy last year. Like, I can't take the money from this dead person I didn't love. It, it, almost exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says he wants to donate it. Right. Um, but this like causes a rift between them, and I guess this is a good segue to the other drama of this episode, right? Yeah, a very simple. Lord Grantham invested in the Canadian Railroad. <laughs> why? <clears throat> why? Why? Explain said, to me why he did. Doesn't he say something like it was guaranteed to make money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. It's funny though. The way they set it up is Grantham has to go to London to, to to for some private business, and they won't allude to what it was. And I kept thinking, is he going to go see Jane? Yeah, that's London? what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. Was there something going on there? Um, no, but he met with his legal counsel, who we saw in the Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he he went broke because he, you can't diversify your bonds, Grantham. You can't yeah. just invest in one railway, okay? Uh, so, this is a monopoly, man. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. competing with other people. You can spread your money accordingly, or uh, your wife's money. Right. I mean, he was smart about <clears> it, but <throat> apparently, the people who run the company what died and somebody just, yeah, somebody died and it just went down the down the drain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now Grantham is flustered. He, he is he's like, trying to cut costs. He sees Alfred and he gets all annoyed. He's like, "Wait, what? What? Oh, I, I love that when they say like, oh, we got a new footman.' What? <laughs> like, did I, when did I approve of this? Yeah, last night." What? <laughs> yeah. Only one person talked to me about this. And then, like, uh, Mary's trying on dresses, and he was like, oh, I'm sure they're quite expensive or whatever. It's like, oh, boy. And then, like, how expensive is this wedding? Like, it just you see the dollar signs in Grantham's head. Just <laughs> yeah, like, he is right. not happy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he's there's a very good scene where he tells Cora mm-hmm. that the money's all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he starts to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then Cora's like, it's fine. We'll be no, fine. No, Cora has the same question as us. Why invest in one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as anyone would say. Uh, but I, I remember being excited when I, when this plotline was introduced because, like, finally, just something that's not just personal or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, business of, like, the manor itself. Yeah, like, the, the convalescent home is one thing. Mm-hmm. But it's very time circumstantial. This is just like, uh-oh. Because even watching the show, you just wonder why is this a thing like why is this going on like what does downton stand for and then you realize oh this is like an employer of like a small town and stuff like that yeah, like yeah. these people we see it with the wedding mm-hmm. everyone you know these are sort of your royal family of the county yeah 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 so yeah, I, yeah. I thought that was a nice like oh okay getting a better understanding of what's going on here um grantham decides to tell mary before the wedding uh i guess because he just want to have the chance afterwards yeah and he wants to he wants to be honest yeah <clears throat> excuse me so him revealing this to Mary leads to the next drama that we were alluding to Which, earlier. you know, tie one and two together. Right. So she swire fortune. Right. Matthew tells her about the, the fortune and she's like, well, I just found out we're broke and we need that money. And Matthew's like, I can't just take the money and just put it towards the Dalton. Um, who did you side with on this one, Dave? I think I sided with Mary. Yeah. This could given the, given the, you know the nature of this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we hear Ma- Mary needs the money to, we, as we discussed, to employ the whole town. Yeah, I, I feel like this is like almost 
but too quick of an assumption to jump to of like this is the only way to fix things at the manor. Like we need this money and everything. It's like, like it's gr- the it's the only way to fix things without changing things radically. Yeah, you can't keep all of these staff. Yeah, with I, without money. Because that's the thing is like I don't know how what the timeline timeline is for Grantham finding out this information, but like explore your options of like you know instead of because like you can see how much this tears up matthew i feel for him like you know oh i feel for him i absolutely feel for him but i think you know i it's 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 crazy to dismiss your future wife so blatantly so quickly in my opinion i don't like the pressure she's putting on him though because it's just like yeah well i mean yeah it is kind of a heat of the moment kind of discussion yeah 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 uh, and Edith hears the whole thing too. She's just standing there, like literally, literally conveniently out of the camera shot of them. Yeah, and then it just shows her standing there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she needed to hear all this. Um, so they're they're like they're not even sure about getting married at that point, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who, uh, and Anna reassures Mary like that's the sign of a good man that he you know feels guilty about that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is good. And well, this segues into another <laughs> storyline, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, Matthew's with Branson drinking out of fire. Yeah. Drinking like whiskey rocks. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're the, just sitting there drinking the heavy stuff. Um, as we do when we watch Jalen. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hunched over taking notes. Yeah. Doing sit ups, right? On a, on a lean night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. Um, but Sybil and Branson are in town for the wedding. A mysterious person paid for their tickets. Yeah. 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 And Branson. Mm hmm. Is sort of uh, victimized a lot this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also runs his mouth a lot. Right, because people that's, are like, like... Let's not be... Let's... Branson is a loudmouth who won't shut up about Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, kind of about it. Because, like, there's a scene where uh, Sybil pleads with him, like, can you just pull back a little bit and just, you know, I know I, what you're, you're for and everything... But just around the family, can you just be less of that? And he's like, no, because that's who I am. And it's like... And yeah, he refers bro. to what the the morning jacket as a costume that he won't wear. Yeah. Like, and then they're like, you're going to wear it. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. The scene with the dowager and him where he's just like, I'm not wearing that because that represents this. And she's like, okay, well, take the coat off anyways and you're going to put this on. And it's not even like in a sympathetic tone. It's like, take the coat off. Yeah. 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 You're going to try this on and you're going to wear it because this is your life now. Yeah. 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 I... And didn't he make a comment to Matthew about, I, you know, the old me would have wanted to stick a bomb under this and blow all of you up? <laughs> yeah. Like, that is a, what? Yeah, this guy is crazy. He's a radical. He's a, he's a revolutionary. He's a revolutionary. A revolutionary uh, chauffeur. Yeah. And he didn't even pack other jackets to, to travel with. He is going out of his way to be difficult. Yeah. Pack extra clothes when you travel, man. Or Doesn't... just accept the graciousness of your family. Like, let yeah. them... Like, abide by their rules. Well, they, they kind of represent what he doesn't like. It doesn't matter. You're, you're married to their daughter. I'm just saying pack extra clothes when you travel somewhere, because you never know what occasion may show up or, you know, yeah, arise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's one thing that I noticed about uh, Tom and Sybil, mm-hmm. is they show them in, in bed, like, just yeah. talking before going to bed. Yeah. And Tom is, like, a straight-up, like, dude husband. What do you like, mean by that? You would think that he keeps talking about like the norms changing. Sybil can make the choice of love by mm-hmm. herself. He seems like a very not like commanding husband, but he's like, I won't change. Yeah, I won't do this. It's it's not very fair mm-hmm. for a guy that's all about. Granted, this is still 1920, so there's a long way to go as far as women's empowerment. Yeah, but 
he's a guy i feel like he should be like i love you you're my wife you're the mother of my unborn child of course i'll do whatever you want i'll rein it in a little bit yeah and And not not, not, there's like no to me that's disrespectful to your wife also they don't even know who gave him the money to show up so like you're just gonna you know talk ill of all of them and you don't even know who may have been nice enough to help you out i mean uh, the dowager comes forth and says she did it which is not true it was isabel no, it was the Dowager. It was the Dowager? I thought well, it was Isabel. Isabel said she wanted to, and she would have. Oh. But I, thought... I think it's heavily implied that that the Dowager just did it before Isabel could. Really? I thought Isabel did it. No. Isabel said, I don't. I didn't get that. I, I thought it was a red herring in the plot for you to think that Isabel did it. Oh, no. See, I don't think the Dowager did it because, well, I mean, this takes us to the other storyline. Uh, there's a, the, the mother, uh, Cora's mother shows up, mm-hmm. and I thought she did it to spite her be like oh yeah it was me because you know i'm a good person or whatever oh you think she wanted to steal the valor yeah exactly yeah yeah wow i i think that isabel did or uh, violet did it i because like when isabel said she was going to do it there was like a reaction from was it cora or grantham like or cora like huh like you can't do that no but i think i think it's um no it goes because you think you think it's to take the glory Mm -hmm. i think that it's to show that the breaking the, of the tradition. Well, no, I mean, there's also the point of that Isabel wants to meet Branson because she doesn't know this fellow, so she's very keen on having him there so she can meet him. And they have a scene where they actually meet and stuff. I mean, I I don't know. I, I don't. I will agree to disagree. Okay, we'll Google it's, search it later. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyways, though, so Branson gets drunk at uh at one of the things. Oh yeah, by what's the guy's Larry. name? Larry. Larry. Um. Oh boy, piece what? of trash, Larry. Larry Gray. Yeah, Larry Gray, who had a crush on Sybil. That is such a, such a, man, this guy is not good. As soon as they show him, like, oh, this guy seems like a piece of dirt. And he's, like, talking down to Branson when he meets him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then who, who saves the day? Who calls him out in front of everybody? Oh, yeah, it was Mosley, right? No. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I have in my notes. An here. even more disliked man. Sir Anthony. Oh, yeah. It's like, you put something in his drink. I yeah. saw you do it. And the guy's like, no, I didn't do yeah. it. Yeah, and Anthony's yeah. like, yeah, I saw you do it. <laughs> yeah. And then the, and then uh, Larry Gray starts going off about like how he, you know, Branson doesn't deserve to be there. And his father, Lord mm-hmm. Merton, who we, I believe we've seen before on the show, yeah, yeah stands yeah. up and he's like, shut your mouth. Be respectful. Yeah. And I was oh, man. That was, you know, you talk about angry Robert. It's yeah. good to see another angry lord. Right. Yeah, yeah. No and nothing gets them angrier than disappointment in their children. Oh, I would l- let's do the Lords of Merton podcast. Yeah. That's nice. I'd watch that. Uh but yeah, that's funny that Anthony called that out. Um so anyways, uh, they they excuse Branson with his like blubbering about revolutions and stuff like that. But then yeah. as he's drunk walking out, mm-hmm. Matthew stands up. Oh yeah. Oh, grand he- statement. Yeah. You're my best man. That's a that's a Bold choice. After there was a brief encounter outside of a pub, mm-hmm. where Branson says he thinks he would fit in better if he stayed at the pub. Yeah. And Matthew says, uh, "I wrote the quote down." We're soon to the uh, uh, was it, we're soon to be married to like the the Crawleys or whatever. Yeah. Where is it? Uh, we're brothers in the war with high-minded wives. Yeah. 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 This uh, take it, take it back to wrestling. This reminds me of like John Cena and Daniel Bryan with the Bella Twins. Like we're married to the Crawleys. Oh yeah, yeah like, this is total Crawleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the power Sir couples. <laughs> no, not Sir Anthony. He's not He's, in there. Oh yeah, he is. Well, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but uh, yeah. And then after that, they have the fitting scene where they put the jacket on on him. Uh, and yeah, they, they, that leads to 
the Tom, po- uh, after the controversy about the money. Right. Branson Tom. goes and comforts him mm-hmm. and says that he doesn't like saying it, but he can't see Matthew with anyone else but Lady Mary. Yeah. And, and that apparently rings true for Matthew, and he has a re- realization like, he's so right. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy unless I was with you. Yeah. And they go, and he says it to her, and they have a eyes-closed kiss the night before their wedding. But Matt and Mary opens her eyes during that kiss. Uh-oh. The, uh, are you, but isn't the whole thing the guy isn't supposed to be, see the bride before the wedding? It's I don't a, think they're supposed to see each other. Yeah. Well. Either way, Branson. Yeah. Real hero here. Yeah. Yeah. He does rein it in. It's not his wife that's he, carrying his child that helps him. Yeah, because they even say to him, like, you don't mess this up or else you're to blame. Yeah. And he, he, he says, I'm the one fired from this job if this doesn't work. Yeah. And he nails it. He, 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 get, he makes sure they get married. And the wedding scene, it I had didn't have much recollection of it. I thought it was just like a proper Down Abbey wedding scene. I love the way they just handled it. You don't actually see them get married. Well, does episode two have them getting married? I don't know. I don't remember. This is them getting married, man. Yeah, like, but they shows them at the altar and then the credits roll. Yeah, the next episode will be like months after this. Like that's how Down Abbey. We can look, but it might just be immediately. We'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, we'll see you next episode. When, when, but I did. I also did yeah. really like because it gets all the emotion because. All these TV weddings, all you got to see is the bride walking down. Yeah. The family's reaction. Right. And that's it. Yeah. 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 And th- that exchange they have was like, I wasn't sure you'd come. And then he's like, I good. I hate to become predictable or whatever. Like, that's such a sweet exchange. Very, a very good moment. And the whole town is chasing down the. Oh, the they're carriage. so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great wedding scene. And when Mary walks down the stairs and Lord Grantham and Carson are there, like, and it's both of the f- paternal figures in her life. Mm hmm. Very, very well handled. So well a big done. fan of this wedding. Yeah. I, I love uh before the wedding, like they're they each have like a parting statement with Mary or whatever, and Edith says, Love and uh position. Who could ask for more? Yeah. And they're just like, God, you gotta be sour all the time, Edith. <laughs> yeah. She has no reason to be sour right now in the narrative. Yeah. Why why is that, Dave? Sir Anthony's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir Anthony is in town. Um it's funny, like, it, yeah, she she like chases him down. He's there, uh, and yeah, he he's got a was it? He notices that she got a new hairstyle because she even says like, I wonder if Phil noticed I got a new hairstyle. Oh he, yeah, yeah. What does she she call? He calls it a. Uh, she gets the hairstyle done, and she says, "I hope that he notices." And Sir Anthony says, "You've done something jolly with your hair." Oh yeah, a weird old man. It's pretty nice. Um, it's funny, but yeah, Edith wants him as a as a plus one. Well, not necessarily a plus one. She sits. He sits behind her at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wants her there, and he she keeps saying that he's not too old for me. Right. But so he's not too old. You're just trying to talk yourself into this. This weird old I, man. It's so funny. He's very quirky. Yeah. Did you see the suit he's wearing? It's bizarre. He has like a tie, but it's kind of untied, and then another tie around it. Uh, I only noticed because he has a sling. I know that. Yeah. Oh, for his hand. That's what it is. So he so has he a just tie. Kind of puts his hand in the sling because it looks so weird because. His IMDb photo is actually the way he's dressed in this wedding. Uh, really? Yeah, I was looking up the actor, and it's just like it's just a bizarre tie situation he has going on. Look up the uh, Sir Anthony on IMDb when you can. It's a weird tie thing. Um, but the, yeah, there's a moment where Edith says, "Come sit with us," and he's like, "I'm not family," and she says, "You almost are." Uh oh. Oh my gosh, Anthony! Put Anthony! In, putting the pressure on Anthony. 
in the beginning of the episode, he's in a car in town, and she, he's like, oh, Lady Edith, hi, how are you? And she just gets in the car. Yeah. She's like, what's up, man? How's it going? So happy to see you. She loves riding in cars with him, you know? Yeah. Well, that just about wraps that up. Yeah. Uh, but Grandmama comes. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about this. Yeah. Uh, it's a What very- a fun dynamic between two old ladies. Yeah. Shirley MacLaine shows up. Yeah. Uh, she is, uh, what's her name again? Grandmama. <laughs> Do they actually say her name? I don't no. know. I just, I just kept calling her Grandmama. She, I mean, she is Grandmama. Uh, her and uh, Violet have a really interesting relationship of sort of one-upsmanship. Right. Which is why I think it leads to the Dowager claiming to... you think that that's why you think she lied. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so funny, though. Uh, was the Dowager says, your mother reminds me of the virtues of the English. Isn't she American? Exactly. Great writing. And then she keeps talking about... Um, you know, the, she has a grandmama has a complaint about the, the Mary and Matthew not being able to see each other today before the mm-hmm. wedding. She says, you know, you guys, do you ever get over tradition? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, yeah, it's but, just, I mean, it's that basically the whole episode, a yeah. little like they're very catty and it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. The Dowager says she's like a homing pigeon. Uh, but what she says puts it a lot in, and it puts it in perspective that, yeah, you need to start looking forward instead of just yeah, basing... She says that to Hughes and O'Brien, uh, yeah, Carson. this is why we had World War One because of your history and tradition. It's like, damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that line, that's right. Sorry for cutting you off there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny, though. That, yeah, that, that there's the one scene where she's coming in and catching up with everyone. And uh, what is it? she says when Matthew needs to leave, like, it'll be time for tomorrow soon if we keep talking. And Matthew's like, yep, yep, because he's just like, I'm ready for <laughs> I'm, tomorrow. I'm ready for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was fun seeing Cheryl McLean in this episode. Uh, can't wait to hopefully see more of her. Yeah. The other uh, big stuff of this episode. Uh, wait a minute, wait what? a minute. I have a note regarding sure. regarding this, and I took this note okay. for another reason. To mm-hmm. loop, loop back to who paid for the tickets. Yeah. Sybil asks, that wasn't your handwriting on the note that came with the money for us to come. And who wrote the note, according to Violet? Smithers. And who's Smithers? One of her servants. Oh. I just don't... Mr. Smithers. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe it. I wrote that down, so you know what? Hopefully see Mr. So, maybe we'll see Mr. or Mrs. Smithers, whatever it is. It's Smithers. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we'll see another... You know who is technically a young young man at the, in his 20s at this point is C. Montgomery Burns. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically, the Simpsons character is alive back then. So maybe it's a Smithers descendant. Yeah. It's, it's possible. Who uh, knows? Yeah. That'd be it. I would love to. You know, it's funny. I didn't get Grandma's name down, but I got the name of her helper, Miss Reed. Yeah, Miss Reed. Yeah, she comes in with all the goat's milk, no fat. Yeah, yeah, the same note. Like they're very keen, keen on mentioning what her American helper needs and everything. Oh yeah, but and uh, who who uh, who reacts to this? Pat Moore and Daisy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird little side plot of Daisy wanting that promotion that she asked for in the finale of last season. One and... of the reasons why she was up in her power rankings was because she was going to get a promotion. Uh, she still hasn't got it. And she's getting annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but t- then again, it, it like resolves with like a dumb conversation with her and Patmore about like, I just want this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's she, so, it's the same thing. And she says it in a way where Patmore is like, was it? She said, have you swallowed the dictionary? Because she's like yeah. so like well learned. Uh, but th- Thomas does suggest Daisy striking, which is exactly what happened in the Christmas special. Like where it's like you try and, you know, strike out. It's like say, recycling the same story for Daisy because they don't know what to do at the moment. Yeah. And we need a little Daisy, I guess. Yeah, she's she's annoyed, uh, but the big the big stuff going on with the servants here though, Anna and Bates. This is 
This is <laughs> our some of our favorite moments with Bates here, okay? He doesn't have a cane. He's in jail. We see him walking without a cane. He's he's not walking with a pep in his step. He is lurching a bit. A little bit. He's coming downstairs. It's not easy. Yeah. But he keeps having these one-on-one meetings with Anna. He's disheveled. He has a little five o'clock shadow. His hair isn't combed. And he says uh, Anna comes with a bunch of letters mm-hmm. from Vera's house that they found when cleaning the house. Yep. And they want she wants Bates to go through and just write down everything about all these people. Mm-hmm. And Bates is like, why? <laughs> why do I need to do this? He, the, the, the idea is that maybe all these names will help lead to clearing his name. Someone will speak out and help him clear his name. Yeah. Somebody will, yeah, somebody will say that uh, Vera did it to herself or had mm-hmm. some suicidal thoughts. Because it's just so strange that he would put poison in her food or whatever. The poison in her pie, right? Yeah. Like a mincemeat and arsenic <laughs> pie or something that they said. Yeah. But... Uh, Mr. Bates has a new cellmate. Oh man, <laughs> Craig. He as, as he threatened. Oh, was it? Uh, Craig says, uh, "Why do you have to be so pious?" And Bates says, "Don't push me, Craig." <laughs> and he says, "Is that a warning?" And he says, "Yes, it is. I'm warning you." Oh, it's so exciting. Because the guy says, "You're guilty," and Bates says, "No, I'm not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might be like, "Oh, cool." You're yeah. not, mm-hmm. but no, he just assumes Bates murdered his wife. Yeah, and I love when he asks him, "Like, is this a threat?" And Bates says, yes, it is. And you hear this menacing music in the back, like, <laughs> duh. Like, he means it. Like, Bates is going to beat this guy up. Uh, I'm I, warning you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. I want to see this fight. I want to see Bates getting some fisticuffs. I'm so excited. So excited about this. Uh, like a, imagine, like, a fighting video game in, like, 1920 British prison where he could be John Bates. Oh, he's a brawler. He is such a... He's just throwing up his dukes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love that. Um, but it's so funny. When Anna shows up, what's he? what's he about... Tell me about the bridesmaids. What are they wearing? <laughs> and what does he say? Uh, this is this is the stuff that I dream of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he tells Anna to go off to France with uh, Mary when they're on their uh, honeymoon and stuff. Because she doesn't want to go. She wants to pay for somebody else to go. Yeah. No. Go to the south of France. You must live for me. Yeah. Please. Yeah. He wants to live vicariously. I'm warning you. <laughs> he did warn her. He did warn her. Um. I would love to go to the south of France, so like, hell yeah. With Lady Mary and Matthew? That'd be a fun time. Yeah, I mean, and the good thing about a married couple is like, for most of the day, they're kind of on their own. Right, exactly, and you just kind of... not much to do. Exactly. Especially with uh, Matthew, he's very progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's pretty much it for the episode, right? Yeah. Any any was, notes, quotes? I have a, a couple. It was a, sw- a slightly longer episode, because it was an hour and nine minutes, um... I mean, it's the wedding. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the season premiere, there's just a lot to talk about. I have a quote from uh, the first time that we see Anna in jail. She mm-hmm. says that her mother told her this when she was young. Never make an enemy by accident. And I just kept thinking to myself, what kind of mother is telling a daughter to like make an enemy on purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's There's, there's other ways to say that that yeah. are not that. Yeah, that's a thing. Just uh, be careful, you could just say. Yeah. Who you know. Um. Hmm. The cocktail scene I thought was very interesting, where Carson had a plate of like a pink cocktail and a yellow oh, yeah. cocktail. And Grantham says like, "Oh, do you want to try one of these cocktails or whatever? Like this like new thing, I guess." Yeah, one cocktail. of these new cocktails to which the dowager says it's um it's too exciting for this early in the evening. You know, we're gonna have to do an episode where we tried Downton oh, cocktails. God. Probably, we're just gonna have are to they do gonna all you know cover the board in the way that the tea was good and bad? Maybe. Um, there, there was also a scene where, uh, who is it? Uh, Cora 
Isabel, the Dowager, and Sybil are playing cards in the background. And I was like, I think that's they they allude to that in other episodes, like when the men are still at the table drinking, yeah, yeah, and smoking cigars. The women go play cards. There's a lot of weird like. There's the scene with uh, Mary, mm-hmm. Sybil, Edith, Cora, and Anna, mm-hmm. where Cora is like, "Oh, and then after today, it's all just fun. The things you'll be able to try." And I was just like, okay, Cora. Yeah. That's that's something that I don't need to be privy to this conversation. None of your business. And we hear Matthew says uh, all kinds of crazy, like, forward stuff to his wife to be. Carrying his wife naked up the stairs in the manor. After tomorrow, all things are permitted, (laughs) is what he says. Calm down there. All right. You got a bad back. Cora really does lean heavy into all the, uh, yeah. you know, like, guess what? There's a whole life waiting for you, Mary. And Mary says, been there, done that. And he died. Well, we know that Cora and Grantham didn't get along uh, when they uh, first got married. So maybe something that Grantham did oh, made geez. Cora turn around. I don't know. He got three kids. I mean, four technically. Cora's very excited about all this. Yeah. Um, There's a quote about the new footman. Uh, would he only know how to collect dirty shoes? Referencing his working at a hotel. Uh, uh, them describing Branson dressed as the man from the Prudential. Yeah, I, I did. I noticed that. Uh, is there any way to shut him up? Uh, no, there's a the, the Dowager is always quippy, quippy AF in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lord Grantham says of uh, Nunsika. There's like some weird, different language thing he says. But he says he's so very happy. He feels his chest will explode. <laughs> he also says he doesn't want to be the Earl who dropped the torch and let the flame go out. What he's talking about that's very yeah 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 very lord grantham yeah 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 weddings can be reminders of one's loneliness tell me more edith tell me more about that one yeah let's talk about your loneliness edith or sir anthony says that right yeah, I, think I think that's it, sir anthony it yeah. was sir anthony yeah a lot of this is a really good episode yeah 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 this is this, you know people say season two finale might be the best i think this might be overall better yeah. Because we don't have any weird um, Hepworth side plots. Yeah. Oh, wait. One more thing to talk about. Carson at this end says, I'm so proud, or we're so proud, or whatever. And uh, oh, oh, Hughes is just like, you're proud. Like, <laughs> don't speak for me, okay? Like, Carson's just beaming. He's so excited for oh, Mary. he loves it. Oh, my God. Carson, you're just so weird, man. Loving Mary. I mean, I, I, you raised her since she was a baby, but you're a... I'm just thinking back to when he got a kiss from her as a yeah. <laughs> that story just forever was just like you're just weird Carson with his love. Yeah. Um want to jump yeah. into these power rankings? Let's get to it. Who do you got on the bottom? Number 3 I have Mr. Mosley. That's fair. Uh cuz he's just it, he's in a precarious position with his uh with his job. Uh will Isabel need him or not? I don't know. I think his um perception is definitely that's what kept him off of my list was the fact that I do think he is perceiving this poorly yeah but I, I he was expecting a lot of being like matthew's guy but he hasn't gotten it yet so i have daisy at number three. Oh, i have daisy number two interesting because it was such an important thing that she was going to get a raise and stuff it's a new year she hasn't gotten it you usually if you get in the raise beginning of the year is usually when we're probably gonna we don't know it. what her hire date is that's true maybe she was hired in uh november so yeah. she has to wait oh, man but yeah i for that it was like that's not fair to her i have uh mr bates at number two Really? Because, you know, he's in jail for a murder that he didn't commit. <laughs> so, wait, is he just going to be racking up negative points all season? <laughs> he's, being... <laughs> he's automatically slotted into the bottom unless he has some sort of upswing. Especially in an episode like this, it's a wedding. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Well, who's number one? I think we got to have the same person. Lord Grantham. Yeah. 
You lost the money. You invested in Canadian Where did Railway. the money go, Lord? Don't invest in Canadian Railway. Don't invest in Canadian anything. There's some good stuff in Canada. Don't invest in Canadian anything, aside okay. from Labatt beer. Okay. <laughs> so you say. Uh, who's up for you, Dave? Branson's number three. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's, he's got a good week. You know, like, it, it starts rough. He gets mm-hmm. he gets roofied. Yeah, that's true. He does. And everyone is against him and his clothes, and he's kind of a jerk, and he's... He's my he's my number two. I think, okay. I, I think him sealing the deal for Matthew is uh, such a big lift. I, I think that, that really put him over. So who's your number three? Well, now I remember what Shirley McLean's name is. Uh, Martha Levinson. She's your number three? Yeah. Why? She, she made such a good appearance on here. Like, it was just like, oh, so now I get where Cora comes from and this whole, like, spunk and stuff. Like, and she, like, even got kind of had her way with the Dowager just kind of being feisty and stuff. She really made a good impression, I thought. So, okay. I really like seeing Martha Levinson. Okay. My number two is uh, Lady Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, wait, who's your number one? Matthew? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have them tied at number one. I think uh, Matthew kind of inherits a fortune. So it's kind of. Well, better... we don't know. We got to find Polbrook first. Yeah. That, uh, pincushion first. Yeah. Pincushion or whatever his name is. Um, I think that he has a slightly better week on this prospect of money. Yeah. 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 I do think it's like a toss up. Mm hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, it kind of just filled itself in there a little bit. But uh, yeah, so now we're ready to get into season three. Will the manor stay afloat? What, who knows? How many seasons of the show are there total? There's, there's like another five or six, I think, or something. Five or six? <laughs> no, no, there's six seasons total, so we have another full three or four. Like so I think the four. manor won't won't burn. Yeah. It, Not it, yet. It, it won't change its name to Lord Heritons or whatever. Merton? Or Merton. <laughs> it won't become Lord Merton, uh, Downton Abbey. Um, but yeah, that that's it for now. Uh, follow us on the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those things. Send us messages if you feel like it. Reviews, comments. Just because we gave away one prize doesn't mean there's not a million other Downton Abbey pieces of merchandise that we can give. Unlike Grantham, we have money. And we're we'll, somewhat willing to spend it. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we, <laughs> we, we'll uh, put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, we'll keep you in the loop. So be cool to us, we'll be cool to you. Yeah. Lords of Grantham. Catch you next time. Bye.